Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of adventurers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the Human Avenger, and I'm joined by... Justin, your local mage. Just, just a mage. Yeah. Uh, and this is a board game podcast where we uh, play games in our collections and then we talk about them. And today we are talking about co-op dungeon delving uh, game. Well, I don't know why I paused there. Dungeon delving game Descent Legends in the Dark. Of the Dark. Ah, oh, Descent colon Legends of the Dark from 2021. Only getting to this game now because it's hella expensive. Um, and I had to wait till it was like 45% off before I was even willing to touch it. Um, it's a pricey boy. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big boy. The thing that like I guess we'll get into it, but uh, you know the thing that I was surprised by uh, with this one was that you open up the gigantic box and it ends up being mostly empty. But the reason it's mostly empty is because of all the shit that you put together to make the three D terrain, um, and then everything still doesn't fit back into the box. Um, anyway. I am going to, because the box is a weird Borg cube shape and uh, all of the stuff is inside, I'd have to hoist it over my head to be able to read the back of the box and everything would fall out and I'm not doing that. So to Board Game Geek we go, where I'm going to read you the first of like eight paragraphs. So you're not getting the whole thing. If you want the whole shebang, you can go to, you know where to go. All right. First paragraph. That's all we're going to do. Taranoth is in peril. The demon tainted Uthuk Yelan... Y- 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 Barbarians stalk the realm and the undead servants of Wycar, the undying, venture beyond the borders for the first time in memory. The leaders of Terranoth are divided and fractious... Fractious? Fractious, unable to unite against these common threats. And in the northern barony of Forthin, the stage is set for the next great confrontation between Terranoth and the forces of darkness. All right, I butchered that, but in my defense, all right, in my defense, these aren't words, okay? I I love it when writers, to make things sound like ye oldie or Gaelic, just do like control F, find, replace I's with Y's, so you're never sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how am I supposed to pronounce this? Yeah, like Y apostrophe L-L-A-N. E-E-Elan? Elan? Elan? Sure. All right, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so this is a uh, co-op board game in the universe, lol, uh, of Terranoth, which, if you're in the know, is something that Fantasy Flight has been trying to uh, expand on for, like, 10 years, 12 years, it's I don't know. be a um, while. Because, I mean, they, they, that used to be their, like, anything that's, like, RuneScape or RuneBound or Rune anything, I think, is Terranoth. And, like, they've been going at that since since Yonkers. Yeah, yeah. And so this is, but the, it is mostly a main offshoot of the uh, dungeon-crawling kind of hero quest-like game Descent Journeys in the Dark, uh, which also came out a bazillion years ago. But recently, and by recently, I mean probably six years ago, <laughs> had a second edition released. Um, and its its sort of claim to fame was that it was kind of like my my old favorite game, Hero Quest, where you take you take charge of a band of merry adventurers delving into a dungeon. Um, except in, in Hero Quest, there was like 
um, there was somebody there was somebody running the game and they're like going off of a script and sort of managing the monsters in a way that made it so that, you know, everybody was having a good time. In Descent Journeys in the Dark, it's like that, except the uh, person who is managing all the monsters wants to f***ing kill you. So it's it's a, it's an interesting game because it's like four on one and the one person is wicked unbalanced until the four get, you know, hyper-powered super crossbows that shoot a million bullets in a round and just start, you know, tearing through the dungeon. Fun game, as long as you're okay with like one person getting, I don't know, picked on kind of. It's uh, sort of the same thing as that, uh, the um, Star Wars, Star Imperial Wars one, Assault. but uh, yeah, Imperial Assault, uh, but you know, um, less, Blasters. Uh, less less charitable towards (laughs) the players i think um because it was expected to be sort of like a competitive type thing uh since then i think they've leaned more into the dungeon master dm gm sort of style of letting one person you know be be the person who runs the monsters and doesn't just like try to destroy everybody anyway it's an offshoot of that game where you and your three three friends yeah, you and you and three up to three friends uh, take control of your band of heroes um, going through this app-assisted adventure where you uh, follow the, the the prompts on the uh, on the on the game app, uh, telling you where to set up. Um, tiles like where points of interest are where the terrain goes where the monsters come in who the monsters are targeting and so it it takes away the uh combative element of having one person that you know probably is either going to be hated the entire night or you know uh just getting frowned on the whole time um so it takes that part of it out and lets you four have a co-op style game where you're crawling around the dungeon or the uh the um uh, the landscape, uh, beating up monsters, picking up stuff, checking out like things like trees, chests, wells, uh, sites, and all those sorts of things. Uh, and it's basically like a campaign sort of thing where one one quest leads to another, and um, it's all it's all like all of the main action of what you do is uh, sort of on character cards, uh, as well as you know rolling dice, and everything else is kind of contained within the app um there's a few other things like weapon choices and items and stuff that are on cards but there's actually not that much that comes in the box except for the ridiculous 3d artwork uh the 3d terrain and stuff that you have to painstakingly put together so that you can have actually quite cool looking like elevated terrain so there's actually stairs and then they go up and they hook into these pillars oh it looks so cool it really does pain in the ass to play with sometimes but it looks very sweet and yeah so you and your friends pick one of these characters you've got uh from the from the start of the game you can pick Bryn, who's a human avenger uh galadin the elf huntsman good at bows uh cyrus the human prodigy which is a wizard i guess and then the one i hate the most which is trying to pronounce v-a-e-r-i-x virix virix is a half dragon so all these people have their uh have their ups and downs so some of them have more health some of them move faster there's also stats for how good they are at various skill checks they also have sort of uh, uh special abilities that you can trigger uh by putting what's called fatigue on on the character cards um and uh yeah you you pick one of these characters um you grab yourself their weapons and you uh you go and you have a little adventure and the app will guide you through sort of the the, the setup where you read through the story and you pick some 
pick from some prompts uh, to sort of say what the characters are saying and what they investigate and stuff like that. And then you jump into it where the app tells you to put a bunch of stuff down and what to explore. Um, On your turn, every person gets three actions, one of which has to be a movement action. And then from there, you can also do things like look at the terrain or inspect a thing or fight a guy or um, move again, which is boring. Um, You can also ready, which flips over your cards because uh, or flips over one of your cards because the cards are all double sided. Uh, They all have like different stuff on them potentially so on one side of Bryn the human adventure they they have a ability called steady defense and if you flip it over it has an ability called outmaneuver so you're trying to manage like all these different things you're trying to look at stuff and manage your fatigue because every time you flip over a character card you get rid of all the tokens so it's a way to uh blow an action managing your fatigue as well as like any status ailments because boy howdy there's gonna be status ailments um and you're just going around like fighting monsters um exploring the wilderness exploring the terrain and uh going through the story um did i miss anything that you want to talk about justin um no i think you nailed it all uh it kind of does what they did in something like uh uh the lord of the rings uh app assisted game uh journeys in middle earth where in between each of those there's kind of like you have some downtime where you kind of go to like a town you can upgrade your cards and everything's kind of built into the apps while you're going out there and exploring and like searching through trees you get to find little components very much like sort of your classic new age you know uh open world rpg kind of thing you know just go around collecting daffodils for no reason and then you get to transform them into some sort of potion uh so it builds all that into the app so there's less overhead for you to keep track of there's not you know wait did we did we pick that up do you anyone remember in the last mission you know did we find the recipe for this weapon that doesn't matter the app knows it'll keep track of it it tells you you know who can use this thing you know who can craft this um so that's really nice like sometimes people kind of give app games a bad rap uh but for something like this where what it's doing is removing you know unnecessary overhead from the players so you can just focus on enjoying the game rather than having to fill in spreadsheets i think that is a really good way to do an app assisted board game yeah and uh the app is not optional it's just just to be clear like you need yes i suppose you can't play this game not, without not it just so. app assisted um, so if you're planning on taking this out to, you know, somewhere where there's not a constant source of power, right? Like you might want to, I don't bring know, some solar panels, pick something else. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, I guess just bring the big old generator with you, you know, burn some fossil fuels while you're at it playing your board game. <laughs> um, so just to be clear, like the board game is like the box is huge. You won't be able to fit everything back in. Um, it is app assisted, app, app mandatory. Actually, uh, the app is available on lots of stuff, so there's no like you're not going to be spoiled for choice um, or are spoiled for choice. I don't know how that uh, how that phrase goes. Anyway, there's lots of options. I'm pretty sure we played it on Steam because my kids had stolen my iPad, so um, you know it's available on Android and all sorts of stuff. So uh, plethora of options there. Um, 
yeah, all of the characters are super different. Like some hit better and they all got different weapons and some can wear heavy armor and God only knows what the skills are because we only got through one mission. Like, so these games are going to tend to be on the longer side. Yeah. So myself and Justin played a game with four characters. So, I mean, it probably took a little bit longer than it would have if we had just had two people because I think the game will scale down health yeah. and stuff uh, based on the number of heroes you choose. Um, but, you know, to get a feel for everybody, we played with all four and it took us a couple hours, which, I mean, honestly, is not mm. that bad. For this style of game, like, it's really not bad. Uh, exactly, because in... In contrary to what you might think, like, uh, there's actually not that much setup. Like, there's actually not that many tiles that the game comes with. Um, once you get everything set up, it's all kind of like, you know, there's three or four pieces of chest, pieces of chest, <laughs> chests, um, trees, you know, you got other stuff. But, there, you know, uh, in contrast to something like Frosthaven, where there's like, here's 20 tiles, right? And they're all like weird, fucked up shapes. This one came with what I feel like is a, you know, relatively uh, sensible number. Um, and maybe I just got lucky, but I feel like there's fewer to dig through um, because the app is very clear about like put down 1A and it's like they're very visually distinct I think so it's easier to sort through them than when they're like varying hexagon lookalikes I just found it a lot easier to sort of get the app like it tells you step by step what to do and it tries to make it so that there's a little bit of story going on so you're always feeling a little bit engaged uh, which is something that I feel like is missing from something like Frosthaven or Gloomhaven where it's like one poor bastard is sitting there um, reading through the book trying to figure out like all the tiles that they need to get prepped so they don't have to keep going back into the box Um, so you know set up time and reading the app and like figuring out a couple rules two hours for this kind of game is actually pretty solid i think the gameplay itself is pretty simple like i said you know you got three actions so it actually goes by fairly quick um you know you might have a bit of a um not as many options as something like Frosthaven, where you know you have a handful of 13 cards or whatever but i mean what it makes up for or or what it lacks in that uh it kind of makes up for in the number of other things that you can do like investigating a tree and then it gives you three options and you get to pick whether you just want to grab a piece of fruit or you want to climb the tree for no fucking reason right like you don't know what's up there and you can click on the click on the tree and it gives you a little bit of a uh example or a description of what could be up there so you have a better in, bit of information and it just feels more like a bit of a, a jaunt or a, a, an adventure than something that is more combat focused i feel like Frosthaven or mm-hmm. gloomhaven um so you know you got like lots of nice little options you can sort of take your time you're not like worried about getting exhausted or running out of things to do or stuff like that it's kind of a nice departure i think anyway um and the combat's pretty fun you know you roll a dice and you roll a die and you get some hits and the app calculates out how much damage it does based on the weapon you have and you can spend fatigue to boost certain things and use your abilities and you know if you're controlling a couple guys i can it's it's pretty dynamic and pretty fast-paced so you know i think it's got all those sorts of things going for it yeah i like how they did the combat where it feels like a bit of a mixture between um their other app supported games like uh again uh uh the the lord of the rings one and mansions of madness but 
with the um, like every run, every character is sort of rolling different dice from a D6 to a D12, and with different symbols on them and different combinations. So it makes the characters feel a little more unique um, without it being quite as hit or miss like in Mansions of Madness, whereas that was very punishing, like it was kind of pass or suck, uh, you know. Save or set kind of thing, you know, where where you're either going to, you know, roll enough successes that you can do it or it's just nothing. Like with this one, you're always going to get a success and you're usually going to get something that's going to trigger one of your other special abilities, either on your character card or your weapon. Uh, and it's less just also sort of strictly pass or fail like in Lord of the Rings where you drew the card instead of dice um, and you either got enough successes to do the damage or you didn't. This one, it, it strikes a nice balance for me where you're always at least doing something. And the way they did with the combat where all enemies have certain resistances or weaknesses that you have to find out by fighting them, like maybe they're resistant to being shot by arrows. And they're very vulnerable to being hit in the head with a hammer. Um, and that's just something you have to find out by fighting certain enemies again and again and trying out different combinations. Uh, and with the way that the dice work and um, so you're always doing at least something, it, it gives you a little bit more consistency. You know, it's not quite as Euro style as um, something like uh, Gloomhaven where you know you just have a, a minor modifier usually with the card but you know you're at least going to do x damage uh with this you there's a little more variability um but i like how the dice are kind of working almost like the imperial assault dice with the surges and stuff where it feels like you can sometimes you know hit the jackpot and get you know exactly what you need but even if you don't you're still getting uh you know a sizable amount of damage you're, you're still pulling your weight yeah and i i don't know i still just love just rolling some dice to see what you see what you get i don't know it's just some, something i love about just you know i'm gonna it's, hit this guy and i'm gonna roll this yeah, d6 and we're gonna see where it goes Everyone loves love it yeah maybe that's my thing maybe that's why i just need to stay away from casinos because i love gambling <laughs> oh man. man i really should hit the craps table here i just looked up quickly uh the um uh, a quick google search here says that there's 16 quests in the blood and flame campaign um so Primary? i'm assuming that's the <laughs> i'm assuming that's the one we're playing um so i mean it seems like it's fairly doable i think one of the things that i struggle with when bringing up uh playing something like gloomhaven or frosthaven is just like i almost feel sometimes when i want to play it it's like you know kind of like what's the Ugh. point because we're never going to get through this yeah, goddamn no. thing like there's just so much here you pretty much have to find like at least like two other friends that are willing to give up their next you know hundred weekends uh to play nothing but gloomhaven which uh yeah you know not not always a lot of takers yeah i mean and i mean i'd be willing to give that a shot i don't have that that many friends uh but you know like i also <laughs> feel like i'm not super willing to give up the potential of finding new things to play Ooh, and that's that's I think the that's, thing i don't know it's just but with with this knowing that there's like 16 things to do um i feel yeah. like that's something i could probably chug away at over over you know a, a, i mean that's a reasonable amount of time it's like a year it it's a year pretty good it, right yeah. like yeah it's not bad i mean it's right up there i think with might even be more than like the their lord of the rings or um imperials i think much more than the imperial 
Imperial Assault campaigns. Like that was their sort of their, I guess that and Descent uh, Second Edition was sort of their first uh, entry into doing sort of the app assisted uh, games. Yeah. Uh, then when they went into Lord of the Rings, I feel like they went up to about 12 to 14 scenarios uh, with like a couple branching paths. And so, yeah, 16 sounds like a pretty solid number. I ragged on it for being, you know, wildly expensive. Let me just going to pull up the I, actual it, number here. It is expensive. What's the MSRP? I mean, like, uh, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at what it what it is on the Zon right now. So I mean, the list oh. price on amazon.ca was $257 Canadian. Oh, um, that's that's that seems higher than it should be. Uh, I just yeah. looked at like the quickly at the board game geek, like you can get well, on the board game geek market, you can buy it for about 140 Canadian. Yeah, that's what it's at now on Amazon. I'm saying like okay. it's original like the only reason I oh, bought it was was it was went down much? to Jeez. like 150 or 200 bucks when I bought it because I was like, no way am I paying 300 bucks for a game, right? I mean, no, I've definitely paid 300 bucks for a game. But that's <laughs> not, be- that's Whoopsie. beside the point here, okay? I'm not on trial, all right? I'm not on trial here, Justin. Um, yeah, so I mean, I was kind of concerned about it because it was like, well, this is a lot, but I, you know, I wanted to treat myself to something and actually like 16, you know, 16 missions. I mean, that's still like 10 bucks a mission. Three hours a mission? Yeah, t- 10 bucks a mission, two hours, two hours a mission. That's like $5 an hour. It's pretty good. I mean. Yeah. $5 an hour for entertainment. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, you can't get that at the theater fucking you, Cineplex. You and if you, you uh, and if you get four people together, it's even cheaper. Anyway, that's not the point there are way cheaper games out there (laughs) so like why should you play this um if you like fast-paced kicking down doors uh looting chests checking out terrain um having a weird story with like far too many fucking whys (laughs) scattered throughout the text like i think it's got all that which is uh you know something that is uh is is good for me anyway. I like I like oh, that yeah. sort of thing. It's not complicated, you know. I feel like you can bring somebody in and be like, "Hey, do you want to play this game?" And it's like, "Sure, what do I do?" Oh, you know, here's five actions you get to do, right? Well, what do I do when yeah. I attack? You know, roll a die. Boom. You're yep. you're good, right? The app handles all the minutia of well, what does exposed mean? What is enfeebled? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like think about it because it calculates all that crap for you when you yeah. go and smack the dude upside the head. So no maths, no maths. Yeah, it's gambling without the math. It's great. It's what everybody really wants. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I think I I I unironically enjoy that Fantasy Flight is still trying to make Terranoth a thing. Oh, because you know yeah. what? It it's uh it, Fantasy Flight for any of their flaws puts a lot of effort making this like massive convoluted expanding lore for their two sort of main ips uh that they created like this uh Terranoth and the the twilight imperium universe you know they put a lot of effort into that there is so much just like fluff text i think this one comes with a, a lore manual because the it does I yeah. have the lore guide right and, in my and hands. And it builds on all the crazy lore that they've had in their like skirmish game and their other exploration game and their dungeon crawl stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it shows that they do care about this little world that they've 
come up with. And it's nice to, that it's not also, you know, bloated or overladen with other sort of proprietary IPs. Like they can kind of do their own thing, unlike, you know, their games set in Lord of the Rings or um, Star Wars. You know, they can just have fun with yeah. it and throw in as many wise as they damn well please. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to give, they don't give a shit what <laughs> I say about the way they spell anything. They can do whatever they want. And I like your comment about how they're unburdened because I feel like making games for the Star Wars IP must be a goddamn nightmare. Like, yeah, they- can you, like, like you're trying to come up with something cool and you just know you're just gonna get flooded with like um, actually, emails from angry oh. nerds. Um, I don't understand why Palpatine would be strong a weaker than Darth yeah. Maul in yeah. this in this expanded universe. Uh that you it's just like yeah, bruh, it's they, a game. they must like, get just, sent just, a checklist of what they can and cannot. Oh, do. oh, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, because yeah. Disney, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah you can't kill off these people you in can your story. You can't do this. this many you can't do that. Characters they cannot be tied to anyone in the expanded universe. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, what if we want to have a, a cool person that has like uh, you know is like a like a half Wookiee? Is like no, I can't no, fucking do no, that. No, no, no. Like, full Wookiee, no, full Wookiee, full Wookie or nothing, man. That's that's how we do it here. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be. And then that's why Terranoth is. I'm coming around. Yeah, right. I thought we were gonna joke no, about it, but no. actually, you're right. I mean, it is still kind of funny, but I do enjoy it. Oh, it's goofy yeah. as all hell, but I mean, like <laughs> they're they're committed to it. Gotta admire their commitment. Using this lore book, you can learn about the cat folk or the dwarven exodus or dragon hybrids. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Flavor text and lore books—that's what Justin's here for. Oh, and that's you know what? That's why I keep coming back to you, Fantasy Flight. <laughs> I can't, I can't quit you. No matter, no matter how weird no, you become, you, I can't as you stop keep putting flavor text on every single one of your cards. I'm there. Recently, I had heard. I think, I think part of the reason I wanted to play this sooner rather than later was I believe that they've come out with a new, uh, a new one of these bad boys. I think, I think yes, I've heard that as well recently. I don't think it's come out yet. No, but I'm, I've lost all grip of time. So that's, I could, I could be wrong. No, I, I think, I think you're right. I don't think it has come out yet, but I remember semi recently within the next last couple of few months, I mean, at least, uh, I've heard tell that an expansion or of some sort is coming out sorry i'm just i'm just trying to uh, fancy flight just check on the website uh, yeah of course i could have had all this prepared beforehand but i'm lazy uh i mean busy that's what i meant to say busy the betrayer's war the act two for descent legends of the dark and i think it's it's still going to be its own it's going to be a big full-blown bunch of nonsense so beautiful so that's good new art looks like nice probably some new stuff to unlock definitely and uh yeah one thing i forgot to mention is that all of the um miniatures are also extremely nice looking and detailed so if if you're a if you're a a painter then this is another one that you can like really chow down on i think yeah these are definitely the nicest miniatures that fantasy flights made yeah they're pretty badass probably a bit too few i feel like If, if you're if you're comparing this to like 
a Kickstarter these days, you're probably going to feel yeah. a little like, well, yeah. this is all I get. Because yeah, there's only, and I'm saying this, I don't know if you can hear the air quotes I'm making, but like there's only like 35 minis. Yeah, yeah right? this, isn't, <laughs> like, this isn't like a, a, a seam on uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, I feel like maybe I've gotten used to having a Kickstarter show up and then somebody else comes by with a dump truck full of plastic to throw on my lawn that I just sort of shovel into my games room for, you know, probably just disposal honestly um but they're all they're all very very cool looking and you know there's uh, a couple of, a couple of really nasty looking fellers in there too so if you're a painter this is also another one to look into uh anything else that you want to talk about for descent uh, not sure i mean i i, I would say that uh, i did take a look and like this one is developed in-house, which kind of makes sense since, since their whole Terranoth realm. And it does feel like a, an evolution. Like their, their, their app-based support gameplay is really good at this point. I, I don't know another game um or at least like another developer that has the integration um at the level that fantasy flight does so i i I really i really like how they've just kind of chosen to blend it into sort of all their games that have this style because it is nice um because while I do sometimes miss running um, Imperial Assault campaigns, you know, without the app, so it's like me versus four of my friends, or um, like I'm sure you have experience with Descent Second Age um, or Second Edition, um, where it is still kind of fun to be, you know, the big baddie or grouping together with your friends to try to like kick the shit out of that guy across the table because he's trying to ruin your day. But there are always going to be groups that don't want that direct animosity. Um, and the the app does a great way of just making you hate the computer. And I'm sure I've said this before with when we've talked about like Mansions of Madness. And uh, I think we, we also did one on uh, Lord of the Rings. I don't think we ever talked about Imperial Assault, but um, it does a great job at redirecting that anger and causing everyone to work together and feel like it's the world impacting them rather than Tom sitting there smugly across the table with a shitty knee grin. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I find that it's a great way to kind of build that story into things and have sort of this, you know, ambivalent sort of dungeon master, games master, uh, without having to force somebody to, you know, spend 80 hours writing a D&D campaign for you or uh, be the subject of the group's animosity. Um, so, you know, for some people, they don't mind it. They, they like that, uh, that sort of struggle. Uh, but for a lot of people, I think um, this is just the better way of doing things. Yeah, man, for sure. I've played a decent amount of Descent First Edition, like, I don't know, probably 15 years ago now. And it was a lot of fun, like, to, you know, the, the, you get a camaraderie going with the people that you're with and you're, like, trying to take down the other person. And as long as the other person is like cool with it it's a lot of fun because like there are just some stone cold maniacs that will just love living in that limelight and just being a being a real jerk to your every move um there are also some people that take it too far and like 
resort to, I don't want to say resort to, but like, you know, they look up stuff on the internet on like the cheapest possible <laughs> ways to ruin your day. And like, okay, kind of doing some like net decks or net builds. There was, there was this one time and this was when the, the, so Descent First Edition had this thing called, I think the Long Road or something like that. It was, uh, or the Long Journey or something to that extent, which was basically like a set of campaigns or a campaign that was based on a set of like, you do this mission and then you do this mission, you do this mission. And this guy figured out this way that if he just stacked this like one spell, um, he could destroy a piece of equipment that the characters were using like twice every dungeon and just eventually he would grind everybody down and like leave them naked fighting the final boss. And it was like, it was like, cool, I guess, but I don't know why, why you want to do that. Like final boss fights are sweet because they're climactic and not just everybody getting hit by a brick. Yeah. <laughs> like, so kind of ruined it for the group. I wasn't involved with that particular oh, debacle, okay. but I had, I had heard that this guy was like, yeah, if I just do this every, every time we encounter, um, I can blow away all your equipment and then I'll just win. And he was like, okay, cool. Neat, neat buddy. I guess we'll just <laughs> not, not play anymore. Yeah. Cause that sounds like an awful time. Like, congratulations yeah, congratulations you, yeah won. you you won i guess the adventurers give up you uh you did it like <laughs> yeah so uh, you gotta watch out for crazy people anyway um i don't have anything else to go over really for descent let colon legends of the dark I keep wanting to call it legends in the dark i don't know why anyway uh anything else that you want to you want to talk about no i think i i think we covered most of it at least in our limited playthrough so far yeah one one round but that's how we do things around here maybe we'll visit this again later and we can do our funny voices on <laughs> uh, live on the air uh well, comment uh co- send us an email and or and or comment to justin if you want us to do a a, a run through of doing silly voices uh from the uh uh, reading out the the characters uh stuff on stream uh you know maybe we'll do it um pro- pro- probably not but it can't hurt <laughs> to ask right it's true uh we'll just skate on over to reviews then um you know my my scale is whether i would keep this or or get rid of it i think this game is pretty damn good uh i'll keep it around if you have a hundred and whatever dollars burning a hole in your pocket and you love dungeon crawlers co-op games app assisted games and just having a general good time i think it's probably worth checking out uh or at least you know give a shout out on the internets and see if somebody's willing to host you for one of these games because maybe they just have a 150 dollars copy of legends of the dark hanging around and no one to play with you can just skate on that i think it's i think it's a really good time or at least the one the one scenario we played was good we had a, a lot of things to interact with a decent number of baddies to kill uh and some abilities to explore it was a, it was a good time um so yeah i'd keep it around i'd recommend it but you know it is huge and expensive so you know we got to keep that in mind uh justin what do you think well hey i operate on a similar scale uh this is a game that i own as well uh, at least between me and my brother and uh, yet to hit our personal table but i was glad i was able to get a chance to finally play with it like i'd really only fiddled with the app before and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun i i enjoy this style of full co-op um kind of dungeon crawl exploration kind of game um and 
it was also I I really enjoyed it as well because I think right now I I'm definitely suffering from like Gloomhaven burnout where it it it's starting to feel like Catan to me. It's just like oh yeah no it's good but I really wish I could play something else. And uh, <laughs> this one it was fun. Like I enjoyed actually having a little bit of narration in in the middle of the scenario. Unlike you know Gloomhaven, sort of every single scenario except for some of the expansions are kill everything and then get some lore read read at you this one feels a little bit more alive when you're playing through it um and yeah so i i really enjoyed it and it's it's i like that it doesn't have you know an insane number of missions because i know there's going to be an end i'll know i'll be able to we'll be able to close this book and move on to a new one um because no one wants the book to just go on forever you know there needs to be a conclusion eventually and with that like it does have a high price point uh, you can't ignore that um so i i'd recommend this like if you've played um something like you know mansions of madness or you know some of the other fantasy flight ones mansions of madness lord of the rings or like imperial assault and you have a feel for that um app assisted gameplay um this is doing a similar thing but it, it maybe it feels a little more personal than those like the characters feel a little more alive and unique they all have their own speaking points and stuff throughout the throughout the the gameplay um whereas in a lot of the other ones it's the characters are way far more interchangeable like you know this is these are the characters there's only these guys you can't just bring in gandalf for no reason and i i like that from a narrative point of view um so but if you've played those um and you kind of understand that system and you like that system like i think this is an easy recommendation um otherwise you know if you can find those cheaper and you want to test the water see if this is good for your group this whole apps assisted new fandangle technology thing um maybe try one of those other ones first um they've been around longer they got a few more expansions and stuff so um they got a little more a little more legs to them and uh you might enjoy that with your group and then you know and then you know you go on to this one uh down the road um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. One thing I will mention is that um, through our playthrough um, of the tutorial, it did mention that like when your character reaches various decision points, you can pick you can pick sort of one thing or the other. So um, you know, I, I think it's interesting as well when you said that you know you you want the the book to close um, with this game and the way the app works. I feel like you could feasibly start up a new thing a new a new campaign yeah. with new people and still and still feel like you've got some stuff to explore considering that there's like four to six characters that you can play with and, um, yeah, and you can't bring them on each mission right it, get, it gets mixed up a little bit but like you know i could see myself playing through this game with like you and a couple other people one time and then like four or five years down the road when my kids get a little bit older playing it with yeah. them again right like being able to sort of play it with a bunch of people where Whereas I feel like with something as big and epic as Gloomhaven, Frosthaven, it's a lot harder to just like start that over again. Like you can't start over a campaign of. No, that's a that's a hard no. Yeah, you can if you're the person that bought the sticker sheets and all the (laughs) extra stuff. But I feel like, yeah, yeah, you got a 180 hour game or whatever. And it's like, nah, nah, dog. No, yeah, that's that's a hard pass for me. And no, you're right, because it does 
do a bit of a, uh, in my head, it kind of felt like a Mass Effect, you know, Paragon Renegade thing. Uh, it's not quite like that, but it does feel like later on down the road, the choices you make early on are going to affect how the story turns out. So it, it probably will survive like at least, at least in one more replay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And because everything just looks so damn cool. I know my son came by and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Can I play with the dragon? I was like, <laughs> yeah. so I already know yeah. that it's like one of those things that you can get younger people interested in just on on look alone so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. um all right uh well that about wraps it up for us i hope you enjoyed this episode um i'm gonna go ahead and plug some different stuff because i have deactivated my twitter that's right i've burned it to the ground and i'm never going back because it's run by an asshole uh but you can still find us uh <laughs> through email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com uh, i've also set up a thing called on on mastodon uh so you can find me at team rage tom if you want to if you're one of i don't know the 12 people that are on here and you want to still talk to me uh, you can find me there um yeah it's uh it, it works so that's that's what we need um uh what else is there there's still the twitter at at cgs podcast i don't know why i say at all the time see that's the big problem with it is it's at at it really bugs me twitter at cgs podcast <laughs> that one's still live and being monitored because we don't want to just totally you know pull the plug out of the wall uh what else what else what else so we usually have a couple other people working alongside us uh, they weren't able to join us today but if you want to get some sweet sweet barbecue you can find uh some barbecue from adam at forthewind.com he's taken orders at various parts of the year so if you're in the calgary area you can probably uh rustle up some barbecue from him and trust me it is delicious um really is justin what about you i am technically still on twitter though i don't often check it it's kind of there no 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 it's 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 there as a good lurk account like most social media you really shouldn't look at it that often um because it'll probably just make you angry and you know it's just not worth it man Uh, but i am still on there so if you have something something fun to to send to me uh Maybe you can tell me your favorite flavor of Dragonborn. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin, because don't worry, you can trust me. And the different flavors of Dragonborn, I like that. It's like, you got your blue raspberry Dragonborn, you the lemon <laughs> Dragonborn, yeah. ret, ret, and the strawberry yeah. Dragonborn. That wraps it up for us. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back at you next time with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.